Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Depending on when you are listening to this, I am putting this episode on the week of Valentine's Day. You know, that day that's all about love. (laughs) Okay, now this day tends to be hard, not just for single people, but also for people in relationships too. And let's face it, the times that we're in, it can even be harder to think about anything past the cocoon we all are all in. And, and I know a lot of relationships have been compromised lately. But, you know, if you are single, especially this day can be hard as 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 most holidays do, it tends to make you think about your life and wanting badly to have someone special in it. Well, I want to invite you into this concept of self-love. So, you know, no matter where you are in the stages of singlehood or even being in a relationship, I want you to use this day to celebrate you. I know, I know, I know you just love when people say, oh, you got to work on self-love in order to find love. And, you know, maybe people tell you, oh, just be yourself. But then when you are on a date with someone you really like, you start getting in your head and then your self-love just goes out the door. Or you might second guess yourself. You look for every little thing you and your date does that may or may not work because you don't want another failure, another rejection. And then you feel devastated if you are rejected and you utterly lose sight of who you are in the first place because you're so busy worrying about if you are good enough, pretty enough, blah, 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 blah. So this notion of self-love, what is that, (laughs) right? I just went through this with a client and actually she was getting amazing results and she was dating up a storm and she finally like was getting her flirt on and she was having the time of her life. All these guys were like in her Rolodex and okay, that was a really old term. Anyway, you get the picture. She was having fun. And then I got a message from her, I'd say about two weeks ago saying, you know what? I'm going to shut everything down. I give up. I'm maybe I'm just not meant to do this. So we worked through it. We talked through it. And really what came out of it was that she started relying so much on the high of being validated, the high of guys really loving her and liking her. But when things weren't progressing, it hit her hard. It hit her really hard because a lot of this the love that she was getting was outside validation. And she still knew that she had work kind of on the inside to to grow that self-love so that she didn't have to rely on the dopamine hit, basically. And it was a big lesson for her. And I'm happy to say like she she worked through it. She went through some hard times and we talked through it. And this is why the coaching part is so important or at least have somebody to talk to because if you don't, your tendency might be to go back into your cocoon and just live there. And that's a a very dark and lonely place. And the more time that goes on, the harder it becomes to crawl out of it to get back out there. 
So she recognized that a lot of this was just patterns from her past and she often was criticized growing up. And so when she felt rejected, guess what? That default button went, rant, rant. It, it turned on again and says, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And so it was a knee-jerk reaction. It was a trigger for her. And so she's back on the horse and she's feeling better. And we just kind of regrouped, re-strategized. And that's part of the growth because she's being more resilient. She's not staying in the cocoon for months upon months like she did before. You know, dating brings out all of our fears and vulnerabilities. You're basically putting yourself on a platter, asking dates to judge you. Pick me, pick me, like someone on a reality TV competition. You forget that it's a two-way street. It's not just about the other person liking you. That you are looking for suitable love or lover to be with you, and that is all. We get a little high from being swiped on, I'm not going to lie, like from the initial contact message that you get, maybe from a nod of approval when we arrive on that date. All of these micro signs can feel so great that they interrupt your reasonable thinking around who you're looking for and what this is all for. Or that you might even have the opposite end of the spectrum. You're bombarded with messages from people you are just not into. You go on dates that end up in an awful mess. You get rejected or you reject them, which crushes someone. And it all feels just terrible. It's easy to lose heart, ultimately. Dating from a place of self-love, when you learn this, it is about believing that you are worthy just as you are. Not for what you do, not for what you give, but just who you are as a person. And if you don't feel good enough and that you don't bring enough to the table just being you, then that's where your growth is. And that there is someone out there, maybe several someones who can and will connect with you, who will love you for you. That is being in a state of abundance. It's not just about being loved. It's about you loving someone else. And if you're coming from a place of self-love, then you ultimately run the dating gauntlet with kindness, self-respect, and vulnerability without heaping a load of meaning into rejection. Rejection means, by the way, this one just wasn't right for you. It's not that you're not good enough. It's not. It's that they weren't good enough for you. That is the switch. That is the mental script that you should be having. Nothing more. And thank God, because they did you a favor. You nipped it in the bud. Like, would you, would you really want to prolong something that is so hard and that is not working and thinking that it's all your fault? That's exhausting. How many of you find that? That's just exhausting thinking, what can you do to change that person's mind so that you can be worthy of love? Because you really deserve love. You deserve the real thing. And it has to be with someone truly amazing. But you got to think you are amazing because when you love you, others will too. Because this is important, all right? Because when you lost or, or never had the ability to love yourself, you will always look for external validation to fill you up 
So you're looking for the dates, you're looking for the swipes, you're looking for alcohol, it's sex, it's the social media likes, how many people swipe on you, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. I mean, I, you could fill in the blanks. And as long as you get that constant dopamine hit, and there, there's research on this. Like, do you know that when you get swiped on, liked, like Bumble and Tinder, it, it has the same impact on the brain as the jackpot. And that's what keeps you hooked. And you seem fine, you know, as long as you're getting the dopamine hit. But then the minute that there is absence of it, you feel crushed. You're depressed. You're, uh, you feel unloved. And it's like coming down from the drug. And the truth is, is that you need to fill yourself up. So no matter what happens, you have you to rely on and the love, that self-love. And that can get you through anything and will ultimately attract the right kind of person for you, the right love. And I know what you're thinking, Kim, this all sounds really great in theory. I've read all these books on it and all this love stuff, the self-love stuff, everyone that keeps talking about, but I can't help but to feel awful being alone, ghosted all the time, not finding any quality people to date. And I'll try to have a positive attitude and I have a good life. I have everything, but all of these bad dating experiences are just taking a toll on my self-esteem. And I get it. I hear you. I was there. I have been there and it, and I will continue to have those moments, right? Like we're all human and it's okay to get frustrated and it's okay to take a break when things aren't going right, just like as my client did. And I believe you, okay? I believe that you're getting ghosted. I believe you that you're not finding those quality people to date. And it, it sucks. I'm not gonna lie. It sucks being in that state where fe- like being alone is really lonely, And I do believe there's a difference between being lonely and alone, but I believe you that for you being alone is lonely. And, and if this has been happening for a while and you see that it's a pattern for yourself, then you got to take a look at your piece. You are the common denominator and what you're attracting. And, and here's the empowerment. What can you do to change the results so that you have more abundance and positivity in your dating life. So I want to start off by actually, I want you to listen to this list. Okay. If you have a piece of paper, as many of you do, I know like everybody who who listens to my podcast tends to be good students. So I love you. (laughs) I know you already have it. I want you to check off the ones that resonate the most with you. Or even just like there's an assemblance of something, just say, yeah, I can, I can see that that's me sometimes. And if you have more than three of these traits and thoughts that occur constantly, you may suffer from low self-worth, which is why you keep attracting these bad dating experiences. All right, number one, you're constantly compensating for who you are with apologies clarifications for your actions. It's like you always owe other people explanations for what you like, your behavior, your feelings, whatever it is. Okay, that's one. Two, you beat yourself up when you make even the slightest mistake. Like how many perfectionists are out there? And if that is you, admit it. But here's the thing. Like like a little hit, like not getting a like, or that guy not calling you back after a date, are you beating yourself up? 
or maybe you did make a mistake and you knew that you screwed up. Are you just like shutting down now? Number three, are you thinking about your flaws and feel overwhelming and disgust and anger? Especially like if you're on a date and you continue to have those thoughts, like you're so in your head with all this stuff ruminating. Four, you cling to people who see the best in you and find it hard to maintain those positive feelings when they walk away. So you're relying on the good feeling you're getting from other people rather than yourself. Another one, tell yourself, you tell yourself that you're being selfish whenever you consider meeting your own needs. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I should really, you know, Fran wants my help on something and I really shouldn't be mean. I should go and help her and I can have a pity party later. Okay. That you're putting other people's needs before you, even though you don't want to help Fran, you have your own stuff to work on and worry about. Here's another one. You repeatedly do self-destructive things or make choices that show you don't respect or value yourself. Like you might come off of a date and you knew that you drank too much and you tend to do that because you're so nervous. It feels like the only thing that you can do to let go and be more flirty. Maybe you continue to put yourself in situations where you, you know, you attract those kind of toxic people in your life and you continue to date them because for a little bit it feels good and then boom, it doesn't. That's the dopamine hit, by the way. Okay. Another one, you don't consider your needs a priority. You think other people are are first. And that usually comes and stems from early on ascribed roles. So think about that for yourself. It's probably where your confidence lives. And finally, always finding you're always finding a reason to talk yourself out of your dreams as if perhaps you don't deserve to have them. Oh, it'd be, oh, it'd be so amazing to have that beautiful relationship that my friends have, but that's just never going to happen to me. You know, like you constantly say, but, but, but in your mind, like it's never and, and you never visualize yourself actually carrying through those dreams. So do any of these sound like you? I mean, there's more, but these are definite indicators that your self-esteem is suffering. And I want you to review that for yourself. So what do you do about it? You know, you know me, I'm not just going to throw things at you without some sort of takeaway and actionables because that's how I roll. Um, I want you to review these five ways and ideas to be out there so that you can date from a place of self-love and kind of combat some of these things that are going on in your head. And you will have a much better chance of finding real love you're looking for, not just the dopamine hit. Because remember, when you love you, and I'm truly meaning that deeper love for you, and you're okay being alone, and you look in the mirror and you're like, gosh darn it, I love myself. Others will too, I promise. All right, tip number one, and doing a lot of um, kind of scholarly lists today, but I just feel like you are all in need of this right now. We're in a very... A hard point. I mean, depending when you're listening to this, I'm putting this out right 
you know, before Valentine's Day, it's February for some of you. It's winter, it's dismal, not seeing sunshine. We don't have a lot of like holidays to look forward to. It's still COVID. So I I just want to infuse you with some energy so that you start looking at things different because even in the darkest periods, there are light, but you got to create that for yourself. So number one, the tip that I have is you are dating to find someone for you, not just to impress, but you're doing it for you. So this isn't a job interview. Dating is an opportunity for two people to find out if they like each other, not if they like you, but if they like each other enough to keep finding out. No one is in a position of power over the other. Try not to spend the whole date putting your energy into impressing the other person. Remember, you're checking them out as much as they are checking you out. Don't miss that. You are making a decision in it too. So just 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 think about that. Number 2, identify your values and then look for a match based on those instead of just shared interests or other superficial qualities. And what I mean by that, yeah, like sure, you want to be able to enjoy spending time with your partner. That's important. But contrary to popular opinion, your partner doesn't need to check every single box and be exactly like you. That person doesn't have to like everything that you like. In fact, sometimes it's even better because you can do things and learn from each other. You don't need to do everything together. It's far more important that you have similar core values, good communication, and most important, an emotional connection. An emotional connection. And what I mean by that is that how you feel around someone and how someone makes you feel is far more important. You know, it's it's important to have core values, good communication, emotional support at the very core. And, and that's, that is so valuable. What traits and ways of behaving are most important for you? Do you even know that? What do you believe in? How does your date make you feel? What would you fight for? Spend some time with yourself to drill down into deeper stuff and then look for matching connections. Shared values will make for rich conversation and bring you back together when times are tough too. That's the brilliancy of this whole concept. It's not the fact that you both like whitewater rafting or watching Ozark, although those are super great and cool and you can talk about that. But after a while, how much can you talk about, oh yeah, I like whitewater rafting. We get it. How many episodes can you watch of Ozark? It's going to end soon. Values don't. All right. Number three, stop performing a version of you. Stop performing. In other words, stop shape-shifting. I've done a whole podcast on this, and if you haven't heard it, I invite you to go find it because that's, this is what I mean here. Many, many of you filter out the stuff you think might be seen as weird or boring or stupid when you're dating, or it becomes normal just to present a curated, cooler version of you because maybe you're like really wanting that person to like you. And of course, you want to put your best foot forward. I'm not saying that. But sometimes it's stripped back so much that who you are becomes completely invisible. And when you're dating that way, 
then you're going to, again, attract something that's not really good for you. Look for matches that are going to get you. Who will think you're cute and funny and smart and interesting even when you're driving them mad or most importantly, being yourself? If you love binging Netflix and cheap chocolate, painting old furniture, sleeping until 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, then that is you. Don't change it because that person doesn't want to do it or doesn't like it and you're trying to get their approval. And my bet is that you're pretty unique and special with all your faults and quirks. And that's what makes you uniquely you. And instead of even looking at them as faults, just say, this is me. We fall in love with real people, not pretend ones. If someone doesn't love the real you, then why are you with them in the first place? Wouldn't it be far more wonderful to be cherished even when you are not the curated version of yourself? Stop shape-shifting into what you think others want to see and just be liked or get that validation. All right, number four, don't interpret fun as just the other person having fun. <laughs> I see this a lot. Oh, we I had such a fun day. Well, what was fun about it? Well, I made, you know, I made him laugh and da-da-da. Like it's focused on the other person or the experience. So are you fantastic at that? Are you so good at helping other people relax and so much so that you forget to actually notice if you're having fun? We all have roles we tend to play in life. And if yours is along these lines, like you're the helper, you're the funny person, you're the giver, you're the protector, then I encourage you to swallow that role somewhat, just somewhat, and see what happens when you don't leap into making them feel good. Live with an awkward silence. Notice if you're being asked questions or listened to or engaged in the conversation on a similar level to what you're putting in. Spot out an opinion or two. See what happens. What do they say back? Is it not going well? Then maybe this one isn't for you. And thank goodness you You found out early. You dodged a bullet. That's how I see it. FYI, fun for those of you who've forgotten (laughs) because you've been out there way too long. It's having a bit of a laugh and feeling relatively at ease. It's flirting. It's that magnetism. It's the charisma quotient, quite honestly. Okay. And finally, drumroll number five. This is a very simple one, yet one that I think everyone overlooks. And that is, it's just easy. Relationships don't need to be hard and shouldn't need to be worked on all the time. I mean, relationships take work, don't get me wrong. But the good ones, the healthy ones, are easy in that process. You know, ask yourself, are your friendships like that? My guess is, is that the good ones are really easy. Sure, you have your ups and your downs, there are misunderstandings, times of trouble. I mean, that's with everyone. But ultimately, you really like each other's company and you can rely on each other and you're not so consumed what the other person thinks. You're not modifying your behavior just to make the peace. It's just easy. And they need to be able to stand the test of time. If it's hard when nothing is hard, nothing hard is happening, how is it going to be when something really hard is happening, especially if your dates and encounters start out hard? What will it be later on? 
So if you're on date four and it's uncomfortable, combative, awkward, and pressure-filled, and you feel bad about yourself or the other person is trying to control you, it's not that you should feel bad or think it's all your fault or worse yet, you try to modify your behavior to accommodate them, to make them happy. The truth is this one is probably not for you. So don't make it hard. Make it easy on yourself. Get rid of them. (laughs) Okay. So I hope that was helpful. Like as I was talking, think about what is you? I mean, we all have bits and pieces of this, especially if we're not feeling confident or we're just in a sad state of mind, whatever that is, that's normal. But if this is a pattern and you see this in your friendships, you see this go on with your coworkers, you see this going on in your relationships, you are the common denominator. There's something about you that is creating this. So now is the opportunity to stop it. Um, I I got a letter from someone recently that I want to read to you because it's exactly what we're talking about. I want to give some quick tips and then we'll wrap up. This is from Kelly and she said, my personal goal is to work on self-love and self-respect. My dating goal is I know that I have a hard time putting myself first, expressing what I want and giving way too much away. So in the end, I end up being in relationships where I focus more on them rather than myself. I want to learn how to put myself first and read. I read a lot of books, but I still have a hard time. I need to take steps to be in a healthy relationship and stop being a narcissist magnet. Help. <laughs> oh, Kelly. Okay. I love. First of all, Can I just say, I love that you are so aware of what you need. So I first want to congratulate you on that. I'm giving you like a big high five because a lot of times I hear people blaming outside themselves. They'll blame the man, they'll blame the town, their age, their weight. But the fact that you are knowing that you have something that you would like to change to attract a reciprocal relationship is so refreshing and empowering. And I believe that if you got a little coaching and help along the way, that you would get it. But it's hard when you don't have a roadmap for that. And I think it's hard because I'm guessing that you have been very used to this role your whole entire life. So it's going to be hard to play out a different role. Because your confidence lives in being that caretaker because history has it is that you got reinforced to doing that. So you'll always default to that. And the problem is that although you feel good at it, on the flip side, you probably also feel depleted and resentful with all of the giving that you're doing and not getting anything back for it. So here's the thing I want you to do. The solution is definitely giving yourself a really healthy dose of self-love. And any of these five steps that I just reviewed will be a great place to start. But more specifically, Number one, I would practice just every day saying no to things that you don't want to do. No to dates, no to friends who want something of you or from you, and see who respects that. So just make it a point. Say, for the next two weeks, I'm just going to learn to say no. Number two, share how you feel about things on, on dates with friends, with family, what you like to do, what your favorite foods are, your passions. And unsolicited, this is really important because a lot of you givers will wait till the your date asks about you until you offer something. But don't do that. Don't wait for him or her to ask about you. Offer you. 
Because nine times out of 10, if they're a good person, they want to know about you and it makes the conversation more reciprocal and you're contributing. When you're just firing questions at someone, it def- it's a deflection because you're already deflecting you. And so you're setting that whole relationship up from the minute you're saying hello. So really make a point at trying to contribute more. And number three, make sure you're carving out you time and enjoy being alone. Think about what you love about yourself, your life. Do things that make you happy, independent from someone else. Because it really is, you know, you're really not ready to be with someone else until you're happy being alone. My mom actually said that. So mom, if you're listening, and she told this to me a long time ago when I was first divorced and I didn't believe her. I'm like, no, I just need another man. I need to date, la, la, la. Boy, was that a mistake. You know, moms know a lot and she was very wise to say it. And so I'm, I'm passing that on all to you because I've learned the hard way. Enjoy yourself. Be with yourself celebrate you. When you slow down to really learn to love yourself and celebrate you, the right man or woman will see it and be highly attracted to it. Because when you love you, others will too. All right, that's all for today. My Today's lesson, I know that was a big one, but I just felt like it was needed, especially during this time. I'm doing a lot of calls with um, people lately in this state of feeling stuck and kind of down. So really, I, I hope this inspired you. And of course, thanks for joining me today. I am your host, Kimmy Seltzer. This is the Charisma Quotient. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're looking to know how to set up a roadmap for your self-love, please sign up for a free breakthrough call with me. People who have hopped on the call, they are so surprised, first of all, that they even took the courage to book a call with me. And yes, it's with me. It's not with anyone else, but it's with me because I want to know you. I want to hear you. Um, I, I joke all the time. I'm, it's hard for me just talking in a microphone and I don't even know who's listening and who's out there. So when you get on a call with me, it means a lot to me too because I love connecting with listeners. So even if it's just giving you a resource, sending you, you know, on your way to something that maybe you didn't think about before. You never know that 30-minute call could change your perspective and quite honestly, your life. And that's happened to many people. So book that right here by clicking on the link in the show description. And you can also join my free Facebook group, Love Makeover Insiders. That's where my I just had my flirt challenge. It's getting to be such a hot, great group, ladies and gents. I know I have a lot of like cool things coming up too for you. I'm going to be having events combining men and women. So don't worry. And I work with men individually. So please reach out as well. And remember, working on you is working on your love life. So stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. (laughs) 